480? I think we're at 480, basically. Uh, something along those lines. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I am in the studio, back into my uh, commentary booth right now, um, uh, where I was before, streaming off the new PC, not all set up yet, that's why the overlay doesn't look like it normally does, um, and at the end of a long day of a tournament, uh, with everyone outside still ready to play and talk about it, so uh, I'm going to give you my first impressions of my first Age of Sigmar 3 tournament today. I know there's loads still to discuss, of course. Uh, the amazing new Cruel Boys stuff that we saw today. Loads of things. I'm personally very excited about talking about all of it. But for today, uh, I'm just going to be talking about my first Age of Sigmar 3 tournament experience. Right behind me, as you can see on the screen, that's my first Age of Sigmar 3 game. Um, oh, is that my first game? No, it was my third game, actually, behind me. Lol. Um, so that's what I'm looking at. And uh, I'm going to be talking about whether or not uh, like what I thought of it, basically, what I think of it as a game, what I think of it as a tournament game. I think that's going to be one of those interesting things to talk about as hell. Hey, JP2 Twitch and Propagation, thanks everyone for joining me live on Twitch. That's super cool of you. Lovely uh, to have you here. Thanks to everyone who's listening to this back on YouTube, and of course everyone on a podcast. Big love to you. Hey, idiot weird. Hey, Dreadwoods. I hope you're all good. Massive love. So, my uh, first Age of Sigma three event ever. Uh, this weekend was launch day, a three-game, 2,000-point uh, match play tournament. We played through three different missions. We played First Blood, Tooth and Nail, and we played Survival of the Fittest. Uh, those three um, battle plans are battle plans that you score in what you would call the new scoring system. So unlike the old scoring system from Age of Sigmar 2, these are new scoring systems. So if you held one objective, it's one. If you held two, it's two. And if you held an additional one, it was three. Really interesting scoring setup. Uh, I loved uh, playing it. I still, even after two, sorry, three games in a tournament, don't think I've completely got my head around it. But I do think I've got some takeaway thoughts, uh, which maybe they'll be of interest to people listening at home. Uh, maybe they won't. Um, but uh, very interesting thoughts from me. Hopefully I'll get some of the guys who are here over the weekend also to do some interviews and, and talk with them about it as well. But loads to take away. So just to let you know what I was running in my Zinch list. That's right, I was running Zinch. Hey, K-Dread, big love to you. I was running a lot of change. I was running three lots of 10 pink horrors. I was playing Host Duplicitous. I was running six Flamers of Zinch, and I was running a... Um, oh, no. What is he called? Um, uh, thanks, Goaty Woaty, for resubscribing. Big love to you. Uh, <laughs> what is the name? Um, a Herald of Zinch, basically. Basically, uh, and also a Zangor Shaman of Zinch. Uh, they've got the Zinch keyword. Uh, hey, Primatrol says, big love. Um, hey, Rob, hope you're having a good time getting in some games. I loved it, Dr. Numium. Thanks very much. Lord Wind, Swamp Boglins are coming. Uh, I would love to talk about the Swamp Boglins, but that's going to be for another show. Um, it's, it was a super exciting day. We had a, the big screen on in the venue, looking at those things, uh, looking at the previews when they came out. It was very exciting. Um, more thoughts on my thoughts on those in the future, but uh, they look cool. And I'm just into, I'm as into Swamp Bogglers now as I am, as I was uh, when we first saw the stuff. So I'm very excited about that. Big Boggle Boggle. Uh, hope you're all good. Uh, so let's talk about um, what my list would read. Oh, I had two, three endless spells as well. I had Cogs, I had Portal, and I also had uh, the Wildfire Taurus, uh, which was cast by the. 
Um, yeah, yes, Disco Magma, more communist than Rob Sibes. That guy, whoever that guy is, it makes me laugh a lot. Love that guy. So, uh, what was my list really designed to do? It's pretty traditional Age of Sigmar 3 list. Three units of 10 pink horrors. Go claim objectives, hold on to them, outscore. Uh, Lord of Change to do some, some magic dominance and do some casting. Um, uh, you know, Bolt of, uh, Bolt of Zinch. All of that, that's what it was designed to do. And I think I've got some um, uh, some really interesting kind of thoughts about it. In that it definitely, I, I also I remember to unleash hell loads. In fact, actually, I'd never unleash hell one time uh, over the weekend. Uh, the event was won by Mr. Benjamin Sava. He was running nine storm fiends in a scryer list. He just deleted everything off the earth, which I think is kind of my first takeaway actually. So when you holding, uh, there are three objectives to hold, like the one that you're looking at the back. So this objective, uh, this battle plan was called Survival of the Fist. This one, um, Haste Redacted. Uh, this one, you know, you would start close enough to the objectives that you could kind of run onto them turn one, and then it was about holding them. But actually, it wasn't worth that mo most points. One of the things that was really interesting was uh, twice today. Um, I missed out on achieving my battle tactic by a one wound. So at one point, I didn't kill a unit of skinks by one skink. Therefore, I didn't claim the objective. And that was a four-point swing on that objective because I had chosen the battle tactic to conquer that objective. So that was worth two for me that turn. I also didn't hold two objectives. As you can see, there are three. So therefore, I missed out on another point. And I didn't hold more. So that was another point as well. So that was five, no, four points, sorry, that I missed just from not doing the output. And I guess really my big takeaway from Age of Sigmar 3 is you need stuff that definitely goes and kills stuff. Like the age of board control, just dropping some units on objectives and controlling those uh, objectives aren't what they are. Now, of course, there's some things to say about that. I intentionally, in the pack today at the tournament, I wrote three battle plans, or I chose three battle plans that are using the new scoring system, and they're not using the more traditional scoring system. And five of the battle plans in the new GHP use a kind of more traditional scoring system that we're used to. So this is only really applicable to the battle plans that really rely on you holding one, holding two, or holding three. Uh, or, yes, um, those ones. Because in some of those others, the battle tactics aren't as important. And there was just loads of takeaways. But my big takeaway is if we go through the battle tactics again, is that you need units that are going to delete other units, like a guaranteed delete in some ways. So I'll tell you about ones that I did all the time. This is my kind of key takeaway initially. Aggressive expansion I did every game. Uh, this is when you reveal this battle tactic, pick two objective markers on the battlefield that are not wholly within your territory. You complete this battle tactic if you control both objective markers at the end of this turn. Complete that every time. Every time wasn't a problem, definitely can achieve it. Okay. Uh, another one that I did every time was Ferocious Advance, uh, which was when you reveal this battle tactic, pick three different units from your starting army. You complete this battle tactic if all units you picked run in the following movement phase and finish that run within three inches of each other. I think people do this all the time. Like This is just going to be one people do consistently. Like It's super, super good. And it's just, yeah, it's just very good. And it's going to be done all of the time, in my opinion. So something to be aware of and something to think about in the future. Um, then Conquer was one that was also really good as well, which was when you reveal this battle tactic, you pick one objective marker on the battlefield that your opponent controls. You complete this battle tactic if you control that objective marker at the end of this turn. Now, I completed this 
two out of three times today. The third time I didn't complete it because I didn't kill one skin con and objective. And so like the, the points was uh, even, so I wasn't able to contest the objective. And that has to be one of those things that, um, uh, one of those things that you're just gonna have to really be conscious of and think about and ask yourself, do I have something in my list that can absolutely delete something. And my list just doesn't have that. Like it doesn't have a, like a, an Agash or a Kragnos or 15 bow snakes or, uh, you know, a bunch of salamanders or like a, maybe a brick of six eels. It doesn't have that like, I can definitely achieve an objective. Uh, hey Shadow Sun, big love to you. Uh, I had a great day, great day of gaming, really fun. Love Warhammer, it's the best. I'll talk about through my games in a minute, but I'm kind of talking about the scoring at the minute um, and just how, how important it is for Age of Sigmar 3 and how cool it is to kind of chat about. Um, so then Bring It Down is another one, uh, which I failed. Uh, I achieved once today and I failed once today, which was uh, you kill an enemy monster. Again, you need to delete something. You need to delete something. You need that output. And I really do feel like Age of Sigmar 3 is going to be about output. It's going to be about like the ability to absolutely destroy a thing whatever that thing might be and then there's a really good kind of like reverse to that where if you can build something that's so survivable like nagash then you can make it so that people can't take those points off you for instance if you have a list that has no monsters people are never going to be able to do bring it down and then of the two three four five six seven eight objectives already that one's off the table and they're not going to be able to achieve that which i think is interesting another one which is absolutely not achievable for me uh, until much late game because my army was much slower than my opponent's army, was um, uh, uh, Savage Spearhead. You complete this battle tactic if there are two more units from your starting army, so I can't summon them in the backfield, um, uh, within your opponent's territory at the end of this turn. If two or more of those units are monsters, you score one additional point. That one is going to be massive. Yeah? Massive. Uh, like that one, I, I couldn't achieve that with my army. Not unless I like pushed past my opponent's army. So that would have been like turn four, five. So it wasn't, didn't seem particularly uh, applicable. Hey, AK Craig, game isn't how much about tactics can I complete? It's stop my opponents from getting one every turn. Really important to think about. Um, and when you stop them, it's huge. Like I wasn't able to achieve one, and it was, it wasn't just uh, a one point swing. It was a four point swing. So it's huge. Um, and the VLOS is so stupid to take out from now. I've got so many thoughts about that. Um, let me just talk about the battle tactics for a little bit more because there's still some great stuff here. Slay the Warlord, really great. Again, if you can get close enough. Retta Santi, big love to you. If you can get close enough or if you're in range. But again, you've got to kind of definitely guarantee you can delete the thing. So, so important. And in a game of dice rolls and luck and other stuff, the fact that you choose these during the turn makes them so risky and so swingy. It's really, really fun. Um, so that one's one. Monstrous takeover, super easy to achieve. Um, you just turn yourself into a monster as a wizard, jump on an objective, that's really easy. So there are like three or four of these that are fairly easy to achieve without your opponent re and you really interacting. However, I would say that absolutely deleting stuff off objectives or deleting units. For instance, um, uh, Slay the Warlord, absolutely delete a unit. Broken ranks, um, uh, yeah, broken ranks and bring it down are all ones that require you to actually murder stuff and you need murder stuff. So it's just fascinating. 
uh, fascinating, like, uh, playing through. I've had an amazing day. Really, really fun. Grand strategy I was using was um, uh, was Price Sorcery, which was you get three VPs uh, if none of your wizards are dead. Absolutely easy as pie to achieve if you've got an army full of wizards. So uh, that was great. Other stuff. Okay, so Battle, uh, battle Plan 2, which was... Um, oh, gosh. What did we play? Tooth and Nail. Four objectives. Um, you deploy on one side, your opponent deploys on the other side. You kind of claim two objectives each. And then on turn three, they just remove an objective. Again, a traditional Age of Sigmar list where you just like, you hold on to a couple of objectives. Like, you can't play that game anymore. You 100% need an army that can go and grab the other objective. If it doesn't, like, if you hold on to two and they hold on to two, as happened to me today, it's just who wins based on priority roll two. Because, uh, sorry, priority roll into three. Because priority roll, I played James. James won it. He gave the turn away in turn three. Um, which means he he then burned the objective, which I had my guys on. Meaning he was up two to one, halfway across the board. Game over. Game over. So, like, that was A, a lesson learned from me, from tooth and nail. Um, uh, so that's what the battle plan was. Uh, yeah, tooth and nail. And also secondary absolutely got to redesign a list that if it plays that battle plan can go and threaten a whole objective um because it's just going to be super uh, important do any of those missions help skew against shooting armies it depends what shooting armies maybe but probably the battle tactics no the mission tooth and nail maybe uh, because you have to kind of move into the midboard to be able to threaten their objectives while defending your own too so when that priority roll happens they can go up that one is a really interesting one. I probably encourage people to play Tooth and Nail so you can get your head around it. So if you do play it, you'll be like, oh, okay. I can see how this is just game over on turn three on the priority roll. Um, because that removing the objective... Um, so this is the realm rules. So this is from uh, Seismic Shift, which is the start of the third battle round. After the players rolled off, the players taking the second turn of that battle round can pick one objective mark on the battlefield and remove it from play. Game-changing. Like just uh hey cruel gang what up cruel gang what up all my swampy boys in the chat let's go swamp boys um massive massive game changing huge like it's interesting that people maybe are bothered about the priority role or aren't bothered about the priority role but this is going to be one of those things where you're going to hear a lot i didn't get priority in turn three therefore i didn't win the game because they deleted my objective that i was sat on so you kind of can't sit comfortable on any objectives which means you have to play a more aggressive expansionist army. That's my initial takeaways today. And kind of proved by the the armies that we saw do well. Benjamin and Darren, who are at the events. Darren Watson and Benjamin Sava. Benjamin used nine Storm Fiends and Scryer. Um, won all three of his games. Just deleted everything off the objectives. Played very aggressive. Played very forward with Bridge. Uh, Darren, with a Seraphon army with Gotrek in it. Again, just launching Gotrek forward. Smashing people off objectives. Doing a really solid job. Very, very impressive is all I'm going to say. Uh, just very, very impressive. And again, just the output. It was driving at the enemy. Attacking with the enemy. It was really good. What else? Turn one. You're always just going to uh, roll to get an extra CP, which is interesting. Uh, so these are from the heroic actions. Um, now, I didn't have like a big monster unit. So again, not something uh, I can really talk to at the moment, but something I'd like to talk about next time. Uh, in these particular battle plans something really interesting to pick up 
from that one. The uh, the heroic action though to heal, roll under your wound cap, unbelievably good. Heroic recovery, ridiculous. So good. You're taking chip damage on your change caster. Takes two wounds. Heroic recovery in your next turn, their next turn. Like that was that was my go-to all the time. Heroic recovery is a great mechanic in game because it means your little casters or wizards that just take a couple of wounds here and there from an endless spell or some chip damage or whatever, they're not in as scary a place before. Like so good. Like, I'm so impressed by that as a mechanic. Like, I thought it might be a little bit over the top, but then, then again, I didn't play Gotrek again today. I think as soon as I play Gotrek and I watch him healing every turn, it's going to blow my mind because it's just so good. Like, D3... Like, some monsters are better because they can heal D3. This is a character healing D3 every turn, and you get to pick and choose. Very, very, very effective. Like, I loved it. So, um, a really big standout for me. Uh, other follow-ups, uh, I hate how uh, it's a very easy territory, but you start 19 inches away from your opponent, or 18 inches away from your opponent, so you have to end up doing this super weird trigonometry for measuring from their de their their territory to your ter to where you can deploy, uh, because it, actually if you drew a map like that, it would look super dodge, and it also is just really annoying. Don't like that. That's a no from me. Not into it. Uh, monstrous reactions. I didn't do any monstrous charges, so I can't talk about that. Generic command abilities. Redeploy is king. Redeploy is great. Game one, uh, no, game two, I had a vermin lord summon against me. Turn one was looking like it was about to attack into my lord of change. And instead, I redeployed in that turn. And moved a unit so I could block off the charge into him. Next turn, he won the priority against me. Gave uh, took an opportunity to like again. He could potentially move and charge my bin chicken. So the Lord change rolled another like uh, did another um, redeploy. Blocked him off so he couldn't possibly ever get to him. Massive. It's just it's redeploy is the king of kings. Like I would intentionally play armies. Intentionally play play styles. So that you learn redeploy. There are so many things you can do with it. You can redeploy to block them moving any further forward or block a charge. You can redeploy to reduce how many shots are coming into your army. You can read. It's so good. It's so functional. Like, it's really good. Redeploy with six-inch pylons. My mind's exploding. I can't even take it in right now. I can't even take it in. It's so good. Hey, Pete. It's an early hunch, but I think the turn three remove object thing will help more casual, less tactical players, lessen the impact of not effectively playing the game for priority roll double turn. But in games with better players, we might find the game will come down to turn three priority more often than not. Pete, it's an early hunch, but I, it felt like everything me and James had done in the game for, in in game two, which was if you check your GHBs, it was uh, tooth and nail. It felt like everything we'd done was basically superfluous and we could have just rolled out till turn two. I was like, am I going to charge at you? It's like, no. Is he going to charge at me? No, because he was running like 120 clan rats and some bells. And so it really wasn't um, It really wasn't a game that either of us were prepping to try and win in that way. But if you had an army of, let's say, Frost Lords on Stonehorns, let's say, like, yeah, you absolutely run over and try and dominate one of their objectives so you're holding three. 
that would be kind of the way you'd go about it. So like it's a good battle plan if your army is built right to do that. But if your army isn't built right to do that, it's not going to be in a good spot. Similarly, both mine and James' armies were built to deny someone being able to hit that. Like, you would need an army that could absolutely dominate my 30 pink horrors on the objectives with all of my backups, which would be good. Um, so you need to do that. And do you have an army that can do that? Um, and if you don't, then we're going to end up in this stalemate. So it's kind of interesting, you know, are being a big stick to beat you off the objectives you're being a bigger stick to beat me off the objectives hey big goldfish big love to you so like so many things to think about with list writing and how you're going to put it together i definitely am going to uh, i hopefully am playing at an event next weekend on sunday i'm going to try and develop like put a very aggro list together that's like super forward super progressive for like a lot of forward momentum be very aggressive and then try and take out like those enemy positions i think that's going to be really important um, in some of these battle plans. Hey, Real Poly Geek, thanks for resubscribing. My first 3.0 sent 63 gold lads into Storm Vermin. Watch him get chewed up. I didn't lose, uh, I didn't lose, but I succeeded in delaying the rap best success since the sum. <laughs> well done, Real Poly Geek. Uh, Gnome's Bane re redeploy wins games. Yeah. Dr. Numian, any army going up in stonks in your view after playing some games? Um, Zinch? So, how did I feel about endless spells? I intentionally took three endless spells today. Intentionally. I took Cogs, which was dumb on my Zinch list. Dumb. So I took Cogs and I took the Etri Enhancement so all my wizards knew, knew an additional spell. So they knew two law spells each. And the ruling is you could just fire off spells. So I was generating fate points like they were going out of fashion. I was, in my final game, I was sat on um, 30 fate points and I just didn't have anything to summon. And this was in turn three. 30 fate points. I, I, I played yesterday. I summoned. Two, I got 28 fate points in two turns. I played... Uh, I, I was getting 10 to 15 fate points per turn, basically, uh, because of Cogs. Because Cogs was giving Kairos an extra spell. It was giving my Changecaster an extra spell and the opportunity for another spell. I was playing Host Duplicitous, so I was re-rolling casts, uh, which was always really good as well. So proccing bigger nines. Um, just some really good... Uh, stuff there but does the rest of the zinch book have the key tools to do the game i was talking about those aggressive expansionist kind of plays and actually i don't really think that's what the book has inside of it it can generate a lot of summoning points and put a lot of bodies on the board but that's not really going to achieve you those battle tactics when you're looking to kill something or you're looking to push something off a turn uh, it's looking to push something off an objective so I think armies that can go out there and be mobile and forward-facing and very aggressive early are in a really good spot. Um, uh, so I would say that they're very strong. Uh, also, some like key stories from the weekend. Uh, Benjamin running his nine Storm Fiends. Lost all of his Storm Fiends down to one Storm Fiend with one wound and rallied three Storm Fiends back. That sounds pretty fun. Donal ran Kragnos, Kragnos into, uh, a, a, into Francois. Um, Star Drake and rolled 16 mortal wounds and took him out. So it sounds like there was some really fun uh, times uh, at the rest of the events. And hopefully I'll get a chance to interview some of them or something. They're all out there now, tired from the day. Um, uh, you are big goldfish. 100%. You're going to need a, a armchair and some comfy sitting down. Uh, Horny Beast pinks are broken at the minute. I, so I played with pinks today and I don't think they're broken at all um, in any way, shape or form. They're fine. 
they're super okay. You can't rally them above their starting size. You can't heal them. You can't use the banner to bring slain ones back above its starting size unless you go down to brimstones. Um, so simple mechanic, really easy to figure out. Um, if anyone isn't aware of how that works, like you split and split again is the only way you can go above the starting uh, unit size. I had units of 10. So before I could potentially ever rally and or bring any pinks back because of the banner, I would have needed to go down to brimstones and have less than 10 brimstones. Um, so yeah, brilliant, brilliant experience. I wouldn't say I know what stonks are good at the minute, um, so much to learn and so many ways to play because there's two things that have changed dramatically. The micro game has changed huge because the way you interact on the tabletop is massive. The way you like like redeploys, uh, stand and shoots, all of those things are going to be... Um, uh, but the wounds do not carry over, right? The wounds do carry over. Uh, uh, am I bad if I haven't opened, bothered to open the rule new book? No, that's super okay. Uh... <laughs> uh, time to derail the show with some sweet Chaos Dwarf rumours. Okay, well, I can't see my Twitter yet. My phone, I don't know what my phone is, so I'll have to check after. I'm so sorry, bud. And also, I'm on the new computer. That's why none of this is working. Like, this is why there's no overlays or anything. I'm on the new computer, so um, uh, I can't access Twitter or anything yet. So that's later. Uh, but, yeah, where was I at? Um, moving endless spells. So I took three endless spells on purpose. Moving endless spells every turn is crazy. But the effectiveness of the end of spells has been reduced significantly. And you're paying a lot of points for them. So are they worthwhile? Not sure yet. I took Wildfire Taurus. I took Geminids. I later switched up to having Portal. Um, Portal was better because I was able to extend my reach. I thought I could basically use my end of spells at range and just use them to run over stuff. But it really wasn't that much damage. It was like D3 more wounds here, D3 more wounds there. It wasn't really, like it was chip damage. And sometimes it was chipping characters and they were using heroic recovery. So it's not really good enough. So maybe something that's more mechanically useful. So the two spells that were mechanically useful were, uh, were not Geminids. Geminids didn't seem very useful in who I played today. But Geminids seemed really, uh, no, but uh, uh, Cogs, which gives an extra cast to all my wizards, was great. Um, and then Spell Portal was also great. So I think maybe that, and maybe even just Shackles to just kind of control the board space. But again, the thing that I lacked today was output. That was where my army struggled. It was it was damage that was the problem, not utility. But like I was saying, I think there's two massive things that have changed in the game. I think the micro game has changed, as in the small little minutiae of how you move your models around. You know, because now you're, you're moving and you're like, actually, I won't move within nine. Because if I move within nine, they could redeploy. So I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Similarly, you're putting your stuff in little bait traps, move within nine, use them to redeploy somewhere else. So useful. So useful. Like, imagine you, you have a, a unit, another unit uh, in front of it. You redeploy that unit behind you, closer to your shooting unit. So when they charge you, the shooting unit can now shoot. Right? Massive. So the micro game has changed, but also the macro game has changed. How you strategize and play the whole game is massively different. You're now, you're more now like a scalpel player. You're you're looking for like I need to drop down a scalpel unit, delete the little warlord. Cool. Off I go. Yeah, like that's achieved me my battle tactic, which is two points. That your the 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 overall strategy has changed massively as well. So the game is completely different if you play those battle plans. Tomorrow and next weekend, I'm going to play just the older battle plans, which have kind of been refreshed, and I'll see if my opinion has changed again 
on how they work. So it's been nice just to immerse myself in kind of the new scoring system and the battle tactics and then some of the older battle plans. I think what's going to be very, very interesting from a writing a tournament pack perspective, playing a tournament's perspective, is what those battle plans are going to be. I think it's probably more important than ever to know what the battle plans are going to be before you go to an event because it's going to be so key for working out how you're going to strategize how you're going to play. Some armies aren't going to care because they've got all of the tools, but some armies will. Um, return models isn't adding. You can't add, but you can return slain models. Uh, you can't return slain models because you still add above your starting cap, uh, Joe. Cannot add above starting size. Stops things like zombies. Cannot add. You return. Like I think you're just being pedantic about the wording. Return and add are the same, in my opinion. Um, so, but that's me. That's how I played it today, and I was very comfortable with that. I thought that they were still really strong. So it didn't it didn't really bother me at all. I think if I'd have been able to return pink horrors to every unit every game every turn this round, it would have been insane. And I don't think that that's the intent because it would have been stupid to a degree that I think is unnecessary. Um, looking like you're lying down on the table. Is this the new hot tub stream lounge? This is so. This is two things. This is the new PC streamed from the new PC donated by the Twitch chat. Thank everyone for doing so. It's also the new stream chair donated by the Twitch chat. So I'm comfy. I'm confident. Uh, the stream should work really well. And um, I've got three more games of Age of Sigma 3 tomorrow. Another three next week. I'm just going to immerse myself in the game. Week after, I'm going to play some 40k. Uh, it's not a Streamlabs chair. It's just the cheapest, um, what's it called? Uh, draft chair that they have on uh, that they had on Amazon, but it's very comfortable and I think it's going to be fine. Plus, I don't do those secret labs chairs. I don't care that it's a secret labs on it. But like, it's your guys' money. You donated it, so I'm just making sure I get a nice chair that works. Um, uh, Rob with the halo. <laughs> I guess so. Shell talk. Thanks for subscribing. Big love to you. Uh, Chris Danish built a new table today, so pumped for the new rules and finally playing games again. Last game was Brotherhood. Chris Danish, let's go. Uh, if, you go, if you're in the UK, ever want to come to the TSN Arena for some events, let me know. Uh, Kurskar, I spent four hours a day trying to sculpt a cone hat for my cordor. It turns out sculpting is hard. Who knew? Me, which is why I don't do it in a 3D print. Uh, I love how the objective mark is your halo. Like, you're a... F <laughs> Thanks, Uchi. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I'm trying to think if I had any more thoughts today. Uh, battle tactics, something you're going to have to keep thinking through. Um, putting them in the right turn. Uh, we had a couple of games today where people deleted too much stuff early. In rounds one and two and then they couldn't score points later which is why when our secondary was points differential so how much you beat someone by um and then we we set a points differential up that was massive uh we didn't use the mysterious terrain maybe we should maybe we shouldn't have not sure but at the minute that's fine the grand strategies feel a bit redundant i feel like you're either going to easily achieve them all the time or you're never going to achieve them so we'll see I think that one's quite interesting. Uh, the Realm Command, massive, really important. Um, killing monsters is something that you really get your eye on as well. Um, uh, I have seen the new Swamp Boggler stuff, Pete. We had it on in the arena while we were playing. Looks One thing looks derpy. Everything else looks great. The key takeaway from the stuff that I say today is that I love that we're seeing unit champions and unit kind of command units coming back. Tutors, uh, tutors, drummers, like whatever. Like I'm so excited for that. I think that's great. Can't wait. I, I've known about Age of Sigmar 3 coming for a while. A long while. 
and um, with lockdown and everything else, just like I don't really dig on TTS. I dig on playing Warhammer. I have had an incredible day. Warhammer is so fun. I can't wait to play three more games tomorrow. Um, just to to shout out all my opponents today, I played Ollie, uh, who was twelve, off book with his Skaven army, off book. He knew every rule. He knew exactly what everything was. He knew what he needed to hit to roll, what his prayers were. He was playing loads of Plague Monks. We had an amazing time. Incredible kid. Love that a 12-year-old is getting into Warhammer. Love that kids are getting into Warhammer. It was super fun. I know a lot of adults would be like, oh, I can't believe I've got to play a kid. I had a great time. He was super nice. Of course, like, yeah, he was wonderful. Like, really lovely time. Like, I, I encourage that more. And if anyone ever wants to bring... Like, if I'm going to an event, everyone brings their kid. Like, I'll babysit them for the day while we play Warhammer. Like, brilliant. Love that kids are getting into it. I think that's amazing. And in a room full of adults all having beers and stuff, it was great. Um, uh, second game was against James Powell himself. Uh, lovely, lovely game. He summoned a vermin lord against me. Uh, nightmare. Nightmare human being. He also brought a little bell with him that he played every time uh, he did it. I hated that. And then my third game was against Meg. Uh, so Meg with her Seraphon, what a treasure. I think this is maybe one of her first tournaments ever. Um, uh, so it was really great seeing women play Warhammer. It was really great playing against a woman, and it was great. Not that like that really mattered, but it was it was a thing. Um, and it was great that she was there. She took it like a champ. I gave her loads of shit. Like, I gave her as much like dogging as I give everyone else who I play. She had a great time. I think she had a great time. I had a great time playing her. Uh, I turned her engine to the gods into a spawn. It was amazing. Um, so, yeah. Warhammer's brilliant and playing Warhammer's best. Um, uh, so, yeah. Uh, in our club, everyone wants to avoid the kids because they don't want to get a kick in their feet. I've met those kids, so they're the worst. Wait for take a pick or two later in the week, lol. Okay. Um, anyway, so, yeah, great day. Uh, great experiences. Uh, more games in the future. Uh, and, yeah. And I uh, had a lovely time. Any more questions before I go? Thanks very much. That's going to be it today. I just wanted to kind of hit the stream streak mark. I know I didn't do the reveal show today, um, but I was playing at a tournament. And honestly, as much as it's exciting watching two people badly sell me something that I'm already going to buy, I thought I'd play Warhammer instead, which was uh, way more fun. So I really, really enjoyed that. I hope you guys out there are well and uh, staying healthy. Uh, has anyone got any questions before we head out? If not, that's great. Uh, questions... Why did I paint my Kairos looking the way that it does? Great question. I don't know. Because I'm an idiot, uh, is all I'm going to say. Um, that's it. Let's see if you guys got anything in the chat to ask. If not, I'm done for the day. It's going to be sweet as. All right. Well, listen, lovely. Thanks for hanging out for the... Uh, uh, <laughs> it looks so bad, doesn't it? Come on. He looks terrible. He looks so bad. Uh, it's been great uh, hanging out with you guys. Uh, did you play your pinks as wounds don't spill over? Did I? No, obviously not. Like, I don't, like, I'm not a pedant, so I just don't get into that sort of stuff. Like, it's quite clear in some situations. I'm all about rules as written, um, but I think people are looking for an opportunity to try and, like, mess stuff up, and it's pretty easy to clear. Um, I'm not going to answer any of these. I got my Dominion already, which is pretty fun. Um, also, the GHB. Uh, oh, we did printouts. Uh, oh, shout out to the uh, Texas Masters uh, for doing the printouts. They created a cheat sheet online, which we downloaded and laminated. Uh, and we used them at the tournament. We gave them to everyone to use today. Incredible resource. Shout out to the Texas Masters. You guys are great. Um, it's been cool doing the stream streak for 480 days. I will do another show tomorrow night at some point. 
Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know when, but it'll be something. But normal service will return Monday. Uh, Monday evening, 7 p.m., me, Nathan, Prescott, Chase, Powell, and Dan talking about Age of Sigmar, Age of Sigmar 3, everything that's like, ooh, so many battle reports, so much stuff to talk about. Um, and then uh, the stat show on Monday with me and Owen Jackson. So loads of things. Uh, you're all wonderful. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Warhammer's pretty great. Uh, playing Warhammer's pretty great. Uh, you're all great. And have a nice day. I'll see you soon. Bye.